This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. It's good to see you here. God bless you. If you're a guest, we're honored to have you with us. Uh, if you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hand or ushers to get you a Bible. It's going to be good today. How do you know? I've already been through one service, and so it's going to be really good today. I promise you. Again, we are on our second, third week of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Who? The Holy Spirit. And so, I don't know if you've figured this out or not, but the Holy Spirit within our church has become more and more politically incorrect. And so, I I personally believe this. To the degree that we teach on the Holy Spirit and to the degree we emphasize the Holy Spirit is to the degree the Holy Spirit will move. And so, again, I, I, I want you to get a Bible today to see what the Scriptures say, but even more so today, you'll see what the Lord Jesus had to say pertaining to the Holy Spirit. And I believe this personally. As an individual or the church, you, you can't be what God called you to be without the Holy Spirit. I don't care who you are. Because without the Holy Spirit, you get over to your talents and your abilities, and those will limit you. And so just some illustrations on that, that uh, there is no conviction of sin without the Holy Spirit. John, six, or John 16, verse 8. It's, it's very difficult to get a hold of the Word of God. Actually, the Word of God becomes outdated without the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 13, He'll lead you and guide you into the truth. And so again, I, I want you to really see this biblically this morning. So we begin in Ephesians chapter 4. And I'll, I'll let you get there. I'm, I'm going to begin reading in verse 25. But before I get there, Ephesians 4 verse 30, the Apostle Paul said this, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't grieve Him. Again, when you see the word grieve, it means don't sadden. Don't offend him. And so what begins to happen that when I grieve the Holy Spirit, I, I lose that intimacy with him. I lose that relationship with him. So where we go here in Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul will list seven areas that, that pertain to your conduct and to your speech. Now when I begin to read these, these may describe you, okay? There was many of these that described me at one time in my life. So begin with me, Ephesians 4, verse 25. Therefore, put away lying. The New Living says, stop telling lies. Now, I don't need to show a hand before, but if you've ever struggled in the area of lying, what often happens many times is we'll have this thought. I I don't want to continue to lie, but the thing I don't want to do, that's what I do. How many of you have ever been there? I've been there. Now, what you'll begin to see here, the Apostle Paul will give us the problems, which here was lying, but also he'll come back with the solution. And when we tie in the solution here, the way that happens is not by me power, I power, or my abilities. It'll happen by the Holy Spirit. Keep reading. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So again, I believe this personally, that the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to help you to do that. Verse 26 Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't sin by allowing anger to control you. Now again, I'm I'm not showing hands here. 
But how many of you have or have had a problem with anger before? Verse 27. Nor give place or opportunity to the devil. So in that statement there, he's giving us insight here that I, I can actually give place to the devil. The word place there in the Greek is the word topos, T-O-P-O-S, which literally means this, that believers, born-again Christians, can actually give place to the enemy because of their carnal disobedience. So when I read Ephesians 4.27, my paraphrased addition of that to you and to me is this, don't play on the devil's playground. Here's another version of that. Don't run with the snakes or you're going to get bit. Oh, Pastor, that's good. Tweet that one, all right? Verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer. Literally stated here, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Pastor, I hate to steal, but what I want to do, I don't do. And what I hate to do, I keep doing. That's the Apostle Paul. He said the same thing. Now look at the the solution. But rather let him labor. Get a job. Working with his hands, what is good that he may have something to give who has need. So again, he says that, that we must have something to give. So God's desires for you is, is not for you just to make a living. But God wants you to be a blessing where you go to work and you learn to give. Verse 29. Let no corrupt or word proceed out of your mouth. But instead, what is good is necessary for edification, building up, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Better stated there, quit talking with foul or abusive language. Now, every time he gives a solution, I believe he's injecting here, you got to have the Holy Spirit. you got to have the Holy Spirit. Keep reading. And here we get to verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The New Living says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. So because of my behaviors or my actions, the the way I live and the way you live, you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. You can sadden the Holy Spirit. Now, just for a minute, let's read into that. When I, I use the word grieve, If I was saying that Paul's in a state of grieving right now, what would you associate the word grieve with? Usually we would think of somebody that's died. Someone has has gone home to heaven. Now, when someone dies and you're in a state of grievance with them, you lose your fellowship. You lose your intimacy with that person, that that one-on-one. And so right here, he gives us a little insight that when I get over and I live outside of the standards that God has for me, I lose that intimacy, that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And so in reading this here, this is possible, but was the Apostle Paul telling us that I'm either going to gravitate toward the Holy Spirit or I'm going to grieve the Holy Spirit? It's a great question. It's what i got to ask myself. So... As as I read all these things in this passage, this 
This is for every one of us in this room. I don't care what your age is. I don't care how you've blown it in life. You really, really need to get a hold of this. Now, I really want to highlight to that if you're young in here. And you say, well, how old are you talking about? Well, that depends on you. I I still feel like I'm young, even though I probably don't look young. But when I begin to see the, the influence, the power, and the ability of the Holy Spirit, the quicker you learn to receive and welcome the Holy Spirit, the better are you going to be in life. When I, I was young, I was a champion sinner, and I don't say that with great pride. If the devil gave out letter jackets for sin, I, I, I lettered for many moons of my life. And what happens when we get over into sin, and I don't care what age you are, you cause pain. You cause pain to yourself, and you cause pain to your parents. And so I, I cause great pain to my parents. And I've, I've apologized to them. Do you know my prayer was because of the pain I caused my mother? I said, Lord, Grace, my mom, I I don't want my mom's life to be here short on this earth because of the pain I caused her. I'm talking to someone in here right now, okay? Probably someone young. You you think it's cute to sin. You're you're trying to win a popularity contest, and you adulterers and keep preaching, Pastor. I, I don't say this to beat you up. I say this out of love and truth. Get get rid of that and Ask the Holy Spirit to come in your life. And if you're in here today and you've caused your parents pain, be a man or woman and go apologize. Quit acting like you're something special, okay? Dang, Pastor, you're doing good today. I say that because of my own life, guys, I'm telling you. So I didn't know the Lord. And I begin to see in my life the, the pain, but not only that, I begin to look and say, there's, there's got to be more to life than what I'm doing. And so I, I begin to get around the things of God. And I gave my heart to Jesus. And then I started going to church, and I would sit on the back row, and the only reason I'd sit on the back row was because I didn't feel like I belonged. I, I thought everybody in church that day was perfect but me. If you're back there in the back today, I'm not perfect, okay? I'm, I'm not even close to perfect, so you're welcome here, okay? God has the ability to take messes and make miracles. You get a look at one. And so at the age of 20, I begin to see the scriptures of what I'm talking about today. And so this is what I really want to highlight when you begin to see this, that God will work in you. God is an inside job, God. And so if you'll note in verse 30 something I want to highlight to you, the very start, and it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit who is of and from God. So if you downgrade the Holy Spirit, if you mock the Holy Spirit, if you criticize the Holy Spirit, 
you're actually criticizing God because the Holy Spirit is of God. Now that may bust your theological bubble right there today, but be biblical, okay? Look what the Bible says. Verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil be speaking be put away from you. From you. And you may nudge someone and say, I, I wish Uncle Buck was here today. No, 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 no. We're missing the point. Be put away from you with all malice or ill will. Now, if you notice every word in there, every one of those words that he described in verse 31, they have to deal with how I view or treat other people. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit pays great attention to how you treat other people. And when I treat other people in an ungodly way, it grieves him. I can tell you this in my own life right now. It's not always good for me to watch the news. And if this offends you or affects you in the same way, you may ought to heed this. But I'm telling you right now, there are times when I watch the news that I really, really, really get angry toward political people. People in political office. And just last week, this is, this is how the Lord deals with me. He brings this thought to me and said, you don't hate people. You hate what people do. And he said, what would happen instead of you bellyaching, complaining, and griping about those ones you're critical of, what would happen if you begin to pray for them? And so there's three of them right now, and I'm not going to go into detail who they are. It's none of your beeswax. You know what the Lord said? Pray for them. Pray for them. Our, our weapons of our warfare are not our president, are not our political people, senators and congressmen. The weapon of our warfare is prayer and the things of God, Okay. You guys are dismissed. Go home. No, I'm just kidding. Verse 32. This is a good one. And be. And be. Now, you may want to circle the word be. And be. It doesn't say just talk. It said and be. So literally here, uh, the Holy Spirit looks when we put a little walkie-walkie with our talkie-talkie. In other words, this is how I want you to be. And be kind to one another Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. What a novel idea. Aren't the scriptures brilliant? But they only do me good when I obey them. It's one thing for me to hear this. It's another thing for me actually to obey this. So let me ask you today, where are you at with the Holy Spirit? Have you grieved him? Turn back a chapter to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Ephesians 3. Okay, we're going to go to Ephesians 3, and then we'll be in the book of John the rest of this morning. I don't know about you. I, I love getting in the Word of God. Only the truth will set you free, okay? I, I don't know if you have an appetite for the Word of God. Ask God for an appetite of the Word of God. So we go to Ephesians chapter 3. When we get here, we'll begin in verse 14. And as you go here, the reason I'm highlighting this and setting us, 
This is the Apostle Paul's prayer. This was a prayer that he prayed. And so when I read this, this is a prayer that you can pray for yourself or you can pray for other people. Ephesians 3 verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family of heaven is derived from the name of Jesus. That's what binds us together as the family of God, Jesus. You want to see prejudice tore down? Just get Jesus in people's lives. We're all the same family. Well, when I get to heaven, I don't want to live by those white people. They're too stiff. I don't want to live around those black people. Well, here's the truth of the matter. If you cut us all, we bleed, we bleed, we bleed red. That's ah, a different point. Keep reading. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, now watch this, this was his prayer, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That is literally becoming mighty by his power, which the Holy Spirit brings to the work in the life of believers. To be strengthened with might or power by the Holy Spirit in the inner man. Right here. So it tells me right there, the Holy Spirit is an inside job. You're not going to make it without the Holy Spirit. So he comes to work on the inside. And when it talks about the inside, he's talking about the heart. And I'm not talking about that organ that pumps blood. I'm talking about the core of me. The Holy Spirit goes to work in your heart. He begins to change you from the inside out. And the more I yield to him, the, the more he works in me. And so what I didn't tell you is that I would sit on that back row of that church and every Sunday that they would have an altar call, I would find myself going forward. And the more I responded to the altar call, the more broken I would become. And I remember I'd just stand down there at times and I didn't know what was happening. Something on the inside was working on the outside. And there became a huge change in my life. You'll be strengthened with power and might in the inner man. On the inside of you. So listen. You can't be saved without the Lord Jesus. You had to have inside help to be saved. You're not ever going to be saved by your good works. You had to have Jesus. Well it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. You're never going to fulfill these appetites of your flesh. Without the Holy Spirit. It's an inside job. So that's when I said. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Something began to happen within me. Keep reading. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. I need to start praying that for myself more and more right there. Holy Spirit, go to work in me. Root me and ground me in love. Verse 18. That we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So the apostle Paul, this was his prayer. And Paul asked the Holy Spirit to deepen three things 
within believers' life. And the first one was that we would dwell or the things of God, the things of the Holy Spirit would come on the inside of me, make his home within me. Now, not that I'm just in an acquaintance with God. I want to know God. The second one he is that we would grasp God's love beyond an intellectual, beyond a, a theological knowledge. But I, I want to know God. I don't want to just know about I want to know God. Go ahead and answer that. Tell him I said hi. And the third thing. They would be filled with God's fullness through the Holy Spirit. Those were the three things he prayed. So I I welcome you to begin to pray that over yourself. Pray that over people you know. Say, oh Lord, I love you today. I need that help. Now go with me to the book of John, chapter 14. John chapter 14. And where we're going right now is I want to show you through the Lord Jesus, why the Holy Spirit is so valuable. Now, John 14, John 15, and John 16, many theologians believe that those were Jesus' last words with the disciples. It was in the last setting that he was with them. And, and I encourage you, John 14, 15, 16, read them. Marinate in those because the significance Every one of those chapters, it's all red-letter words. It's Jesus' words to me and you. John John 14. Begin with me in, uh, let's start in verse 16. This is the Lord Jesus. Now listen to what he says. And I will pray the Father, and he, the Father, will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Now he'll be just like Jesus. But he will do in my presence what I would do if I were physically present with you. Is what the Holy Spirit will do. Now I don't know about you but when the Lord Jesus tells you. You, you, need, you need the helper. I probably ought to really grasp on that. I really ought to study that. Now, again, I'm I'm taking you back almost 40 years ago in my life. So I begin to hear these things, and I'm thinking, who's the helper? Verse 17. Now, listen how he's described this. I'll tell you how valuable he is. He's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you'll know him, for he will dwell with you And he will be in you. So when you see the reference of the Holy Spirit, that's God himself living on the inside of you. He said he'll be with you. He'll lead you into areas of the truth. The next time you read the Bible, before you start reading, oh, Holy Spirit, bring some truth to me. Bring some enlightenment to me. And you'll be reading along and all of a sudden, bing, you'll think, man, I've read that. I've never seen that. Verse 18, Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus refers to his coming in the person of the Holy Spirit. This was Jesus' words. Same chapter, verse 25. 
These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, and look, he describes the helper. Listen, he's going to tell you who the helper is. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, if you'll note in verse 26 and 27 there, the, the Trinity is listed there. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all three in one. But the Lord Jesus highlights the Holy Spirit and he said, he's going to teach you. It's like he was telling me he's a built-in computer. He, he's going to download the things he told me before and he'll bring them into my remembrance. Chapter 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, it's amazing to me. Just, just in these two, these two chapters, how many times he emphasizes the helper. It, it's repetitive over and over again. It's almost like Jesus is saying, this really needs to be spiritual Velcro to you today. It really needs a stick. This is the significance. Whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And so it pays great dividends when I begin to listen to what Jesus said and quit allowing the concepts of the world to try to invade the church. I would rather listen to the words of Jesus than hear the philosophies of men. So something happens when I get a hold of this. And I highlight this. It's not about I power. It's not about me power. It's not about willpower. I, I just got to try harder. You're going to work yourself into a frenzy. And you're going to stay frustrated. But when the Holy Spirit begins to come in. And I yield to him and I welcome his help. Do you know next time you get in a pickle in life? Many of you in here have, have children right now at your home. And you look and you said, I, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with them. That's an accurate statement. But the Holy Spirit does. What would happen if I said, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me how to train up my children in the way they should go. Next time in your marriage, are you running? Help me, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me. See, he, he doesn't just want to be a part of your life on Sunday mornings. He wants to be a part of your life all the time. All the time. And the scripture is going to show this here in just a little bit. Turn with me to the book of John, chapter 7. And this is the last passage we'll go to this morning. John, chapter 7. Verse 37. I encourage you, if you're, if you're taking notes today or you'd like to highlight in your Bible, get ready to mark some of the wording in here today. Because this, this was one of the greatest teachings in my life years ago. 
Verse 37. On that last day, that great day of the feast, which was called the Feast of Tabernacle, Jesus stood and he cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Now, Jesus here, he gives us an invitation and he says, Let him come to me. So guess what Jesus is saying? You're going to have to yield to him. You're going to have to surrender to him. And when Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come. He he wasn't saying, listen, Gatorade's got a new flavor. That's not what he's talking about, okay? So what was he talking about? Verse 38. He who believes in me, he who believes in me. Now, I highlight that. Because that's the way you get born again. Remember, you believe that the Lord Jesus is the Son of God, that he was raised from the dead. You believe with the heart and you confess with the mouth. So Jesus is saying here, here's the first thing you got to do. You got to get born again. So he who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So that's a head scratcher. What did Jesus mean by rivers of living water? And if you'll note in there, he said, out of his heart, the very being, that inner man on the inside, out of my heart. Now watch verse 39. But this, Jesus spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him, believing in Jesus, would receive. Now watch this. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So John here, he interprets the words of Jesus to refer to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus said, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water, he was literally talking about the Holy Spirit. Again, this was the words of Jesus. So I believe he was saying this. The starting point is you got to get born again. But that's not the end. God, God wants to fill us up on the inside with the Holy Spirit. And allow him to go to work within every one of us. Now a couple words that will get your attention. He said out of your heart will flow. Will flow rivers of living water. Let me ask you something this morning. Is there a flow within you? Only you know that. You say, well, Pastor, I got just a little trickle. Some of you say, man, I'm I'm dry as a bone. There's nothing. I'm just a shell here today. But he said, "Out, out of your heart will flow. So if there's not a flow... There's a lessening influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You've never allowed him to come into your life, into your heart, or you've been filled before, but you quit the intimacy with him. You quit hanging around him. See, again, think about this, that, that any time you get to know somebody, the way you know somebody is you got to hang around them. And people will say, well, I, I never hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life. Well, do you ever hang around him? 
if Shelly called me right now and I picked up the phone and she said, hello, I'd say, who is this? No. The minute she said hello, I would decipher her voice because I've spent time with her. The only way I have that intimacy with the, I got, I got to spend time. And so the Holy Spirit, he wants to flow. This was his goal. This is what the Lord Jesus, I want to flow. So you know what he's saying? Quit damning me up. Quit being critical of me. Quit saying, I, I, don't, I don't believe those things anymore. The church has evolved. The Bible's outdated. And you're full of, you got to get full of the Holy Spirit, okay? So many times in these situations right here, we can go to people and say, well, how are you doing in your spiritual walk? Well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, what's okay? You know what okay is? It's lukewarm. I'm okay. So here's another question off that, if you're okay. Does your life look any different than people than in the world? Wow. Well, I go to church. Well, I got a Tom Brady jersey, but that doesn't make me Tom Brady. You'd have to put some WD-40 on my shoulder. It'd be a long pass for me to eat it. So again, what's okay? But when Jesus says here, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So the whole thing here tied up this morning is summed up in one verse. Go back to verse 37. I want you to look at this. And Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts. So the question today is, what do you thirst for? What's your appetite? What do you thirst for? Ooh, Pastor, I, 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 I thirst for the things of this world. I th no, no, again. What, what am I thirsty for spiritually? Is there an appetite for anything of the things of God? And so I came to a place in my own life where I said, and I need more of you, Father God. I just don't want to exist. I, I don't want to just come to church and leave with this emotional fix and say, Ooh, I went to church today. Well, did he not say that the Spirit of God would be with us forever? He wants to help me. He wants to help every one of us today. So you say this now. Pastor, what do I do? What do I do about the Holy Spirit? Luke 11 verse 13 says this. How much more you who are parents give good gifts to your children. You who are good parents give good gifts to your children. How much more will Heavenly Father God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now he said, hey, you, you as an earthly parent, you want to be good to your kids, so what do you do? You give them, you give them, you give So the gift of the Holy Spirit is not something that I earn. Well, you know, i got to get a lot more holier. i got to quit cussing and doing this. No, the Holy Spirit wants to come into you. The Lord Jesus saved you as freely, and the Holy Spirit wants to come inside you and baptize you with the Spirit of God. 
And so he said, if you ask, and I believe God's word's true, that God said, if you will ask him for the Holy Spirit, he'll give him. But in Acts 19, the apostle Paul went to a bunch of believers and he said to them, he said, hey, fellas, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you got water baptized? This is all Acts 19, verses 1 through 6. And they said, or replied, they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And you know what it says in Acts 19, verse 6? And the apostle Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So it tells me there, there's two ways. You can ask. You can sit right there today and say, oh, Holy Spirit, I will. You can go home today and say, oh, Father God, I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit today. There's another area, there's a thing called an impartation. And when I get around really godly men and women, I tell them, lay hands on me. You know what I'm saying? That same spirit that's in you, I, I welcome that. Again, I, I don't want to hang out with the people of the world. My goal in life isn't to meet LeBron James. My goal in life is to run with godly people. I, that's, that's my desire. I want to be around godly people. You get around, you get around a godly husband, a godly father, Tell them, lay hands on me. I, I, I want what you got in the name of Jesus. When I get around godly husbands, that's what I want. You know what I found out? You don't fluke being a godly husband. You don't wake up one morning and there's Cinderella next to you. No. But there's a love from my heart that comes from God that says, I, I, I love you in a different way. I don't love you like the world. I, I love you with the, the love of God. Just stand up here with me today. Woohoo, that's good, isn't it? Woohoo, I'm telling you. It's one of those deals that I, 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 sense, I sense the anointing of God. On, on Thursday, it got stronger Friday, and man, I, I couldn't wait to get to church today. Because I, I believe the Lord wants us to have an expectation when we come in here that. The Holy Spirit's going to show up. So the more I emphasize him, the more he's going to come around. But that's same in your personal life today, too. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.